welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there's an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like, buy me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep Block Talk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. After some excellent episodes, it was clear the season would cool down for an episode that was just straight up odd. But what it did expose is two very clear frontrunners for the crown. It's time to talk all things Drag Race Espana 2. And join me through this wild hallucination of an episode. It's Chicky Regina. Hello. Hello. Hola. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited for this. Another season, another year. So, And you know what? It's still probably the best in the franchise. Yes, that's that's the most uh incredible part. It's been some weird stuff, but it's still the best one. <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun. The art is incredible. The drag is incredible, and the people are fun. I like the queens. Yeah, I think this cast. Uh, I was excited because when I saw the cast, I knew for like reference two of them, so I was excited for them. One mm-hmm. of them was Ariel. And then she was like second to go home. And I was right. like, oh my God, why? I mean, she's more like a social media queen, but still I sure. know that she has a lot of information about drag. And then my other drag queen that I knew before was uh, drag Setla. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for what I'm being see from her. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun cast. But before we dive into Drag Race Espana, we have to talk about the drag news of the week because we didn't get to do it last week because it hadn't been announced yet. But officially, Drag Race All-Star 7 is all winners. Um, We got a cast of eight. I like this cast. It's a fun cast. I love it. So I was uh, confused. I don't know you, but I love spoilers. I don't Mm -hmm. care. But I'm those that like going to YouTube and like, Oh, a spoiler season. And then I was like, why is season is a spoiler season A and jump to season seven? Because a lot of people was waiting for this season called only all winners and yep. no all-star seven. So I was really surprised too that they announced like all-star seven. And yeah, the branding is in- interesting. I I mean, I don't work for them, so I can't really help them out. But in fairness, um, the show Survivor did a season of all winners a couple years ago and well, two years ago. Um, and it just kept, they kept the number as well. So it fit the, um, the, the theme. So it was Survivor 40 and it was um, all winners, but oh, okay. I get where they're going. So it, it, it is fine. Gotta keep things uh, sequential, even though we may have a different format. Who knows? And also, I don't know if you remember uh, a couple of weeks ago that all of them was here in New York. And I was like, oh, this is weird that they doing the the promo in New York and no LA. But yeah, okay. I love this. I love it. I love the team. I love the the, uh, little videos, retro. They Mm -hmm. did like with cell phones and blah, blah, blah. It's really cool. What I, I hope to see something different. I don't know if you feel the sometime when you're watching All Stars you feel in the same season because you don't see so many difference. Mm-hmm. So I hope to see some stuff that made me feel is another show. Yeah. I, I, I hope the drag is going to be very good because we have high expectations. They're all winners. They better mm-hmm. bring good shit. And I'm, I'm excited to see what is Raja is going to do. I know Raja. Raja for a review, and as soon as it's going to be maybe Raven and Gokmik. So honestly, I, I, I hope they boot her once, and then she just has a video of her screaming just for the shits and giggles. That would be so funny. 
yeah I, I mean i'm excited for all that i feel we're going to have a lot of good outfits from shay from trinity i expect a lot from raja too mm-hmm. uh yeah I, i feel this cast is some people say oh this is not a strong cast i feel it's the strong for the first season exactly if, if it goes well then all those big names will come back and do their own season and it's gonna be yeah. oh my god bob versus bianca versus aquaria versus violet i Calm down, people. We got it. It's gonna yeah, be okay. It's gonna be fine. I think they was expecting like season one, basically like Sasha Belor, Bianca the Rio, yeah. Aquar. No, no, no. We gotta we gotta take our time. We gotta take our time. Exactly. All right. Well, let's discuss Drag Race Espana too. Um, yeah, this episode. Um, I for those who don't know, I am a very, very white person. I don't speak Spanish. I am just a lover of drag and I was trying to take this episode in and I was like, I don't know these references. I don't get the humor. What am I missing? It was a lot. <laughs> What's a lot, even for me, they are a Spanish speaker for 25, 28 years of my life. Mm-hmm. Just listen to Spanish and talking in Spanish. Um, uh, Like what I told you before, I was rewatching the episode today with a friend and like almost a half of the musical, my friend was like, oh, I get the reference of the name. And then I was like, oh, oh, oh okay, yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll get to the specifics of the musical because um, obviously it's a reference of uh, the Javi's um, own work. But yeah, I I was lost. But let, let's dive in. Um, Samantha is gone. Hotha is devastated, but she knows it's a competition, but it sucks that she went home when she was not someone who deserved to go home, according to her. And that's where we're all going to disagree to disagree because I think it was Samantha's time. I feel it was about time. I also was like, I was surprised that she didn't uh, undress, that she didn't take the wig off in the last episode. But I think was those queens that you like, okay, yes, fun, but mm, I don't see this. I'm going to get much of you. So thank you for your service. Exactly. Bye. Well, she firmly believes Diamante should have been in the um, one to have gone home. And I'm like, sure. I know you two have beef, but that save it for the screen, not for that. But they're going to applaud Samantha one last time. As Estrella says, she now feels out of place without her biggest supporter there. She's a bit lonely, but I say keep that eye on the prize, Estrella. You're my number one. Now we're going to learn from Hota that Samantha was one of the first queens she had seen, and she was like a mother to her. She taught her many tricks of the trade, and she says we need comedy queens like that to keep them on their toes and laughing every day. I agree. I love camp. I love comedy. Comedy queens are, my, are, are, are the heart and soul of drag, I think. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's something when like, I feel sometimes uh, when comedy queens don't go into only another level, it's not just to stay there, it's feel like, yeah. okay, at the end of the day, it's a drag competition, it should be in your way, but you should serve in love. Exactly, exactly. Well, the discussion is going to turn to the curse of the Macarena. Uh, what is that, you ask? Well, both Macarena and Samantha are part of the same house, and they both place 10th. Or as some put it, Macarena really was just eliminated first. They warn anyone who might come from that house in the future, break the curse or you're going home 10th. Let's see. We need... We'll see. We need we, I we'll say see. put someone on from the house next season. Let's do it. Maybe maybe next try. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to see Setless had not worn waterproof mascara as her makeup has been running as she is sad that Samantha is gone. Um... I guess we're still going to talk about Samantha. She getting a lot of airtime already in this first segment. But Estrella will say that Hota did win the lip sync, but doesn't think it was fair that Samantha was lip syncing as there were worse people on her team or have, who have been worse in the challenges. But in confessional, she is literally going to name almost everyone that have, could have been in that position. I don't know. I think Samantha was rightly there. Um, I see, I know they're friends, but no. She, yeah, she I mean, I, I love the part when you like, I feel this person, this person, this person, this person should be on the bottom. I mean, like, um, that's the season. So what, yeah. like, a six-way leaking for your life, and she's safe? <laughs> yeah. Well, as they say, like Sex in the City, it won't be the same without Samantha. 
They're going to congratulate Venedita for her win. It's bittersweet, but she's happy with the judge's critique as it gave her a boost. They called her iconic. What a great word. We love that word. <laughs> what will happen next? Well, what surprises are in store? And Venedita prefers a surprise with just a little bit of lube. Um, she doesn't want she doesn't want you to go in hard. Nope. <laughs> no, no, she doesn't. All right. So it's a new day. And for this walk-in, we are going to have um, special effects from the editors. Like they added shit. And then the other queens are walking in slow-mo. This was strange. I don't like it at all. We got to work on these entrances. They're getting weird. Yeah. I, I was like, okay. I was confused. And then the screen chain too. They put the little like color. Right. The like the little slowest motion. I start hearing a lot of boom. Like shady sound. I mean like what's going on today somebody has more more than usual <laughs> yeah like hmm. yeah well the conversation is now going to open with australia being sad that she's not the farter of the group as marina is trying to take her place we have to find out what happened since her fight with jirigi since untucked junior they had a heart to heart and they realized that they just had nerves and stress from the competition something we saw on the reunion this past week as well Yep. Now Marina says that she felt like Jirigi was pulling away from her and no one was talking to her and asking how she was doing. She knows she sounded like she was having a tantrum, but it was the only way to explain how she was feeling and dealing with the situation. Jirigi felt very attacked and Marina was in shock. They talked about it and they are on good terms because deep down they love each other and have good intentions. Jirigi tells Marina that she has some pasties that are perfect for farting. We love friends. And also, I, I love that they say right now, like, yes, we fine. But last, I think a couple of days ago, some of them tweak on something and they no friend again. So they are still fighting. So maybe we're going to have a reunion or something. I hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. let, I'm, let's see it. Now, Diamante wants to do a check-in on the relationship between Setlas and Onyx. They're both going to play dumb. Um, if something happened, is it just their business? They don't have to share it, right? Yeah. It's like just like just like Georges and Orion didn't have to share it with us on TV until the fucking reunion. How <laughs> dare them? That was so rude. But of course, the conversation is going to turn to the proportions, if they are correct, that you know, if Onyx has big hands, she must have big intelligence. <laughs> uh I don't know that this whole conversation was like. Okay, let, let's let's move on, everyone. Exactly. Well, the alarm blares, and it's time for Supreme to confuse them once again. She's going to arrive in a suit that is so wild, like multicolored leopard print, and those neon green shoes. That was a lot. It was a lot to handle in my eyes. I love I love the video because I don't remember who was, but was like, I love this video, but I don't get nothing. Yeah, I don't understand what what they mean. I don't understand what is the challenge. By Lofton, and yeah, and I feel we all the same, like we don't know what's going on, but we love it. <laughs> Supreme tells them that they are going to have to sing, dance, and act all at the same time. She's going to summon the pit crew, but really, it's just the hobbies who both have their shirts on. And I mean, Australia, I agree, if they're going to play the role of the pit crew, they should be shirtless, especially, especially uh, Javier Ambrosio. Yeah, Ambrosi, he's very, very sexy. He's, he's my favorite. Um, I still, listeners, if someone can debunk this, I don't get the filter that they put on his beard. It is so smooth. How do I they, get that filter? They've been using a lot of filter in this season. And also, like, you sometimes notice when, like, they pass the hand. So you feel yeah. the filter doing, like, woo. Anyway. Yeah, it, it's... It's like what they do for Rue's hairline. That is so soft on um, Javi's face. I'm like, what is this? Why? He, what's wrong with the beard? No, but it, I, it's being because also you've been seeing some queens that like this mm -hmm. make a look so soft and you're like, that's not even blended. That's like, right. Furniture. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, they're going to tell them that their smash hit Holy Camp, which went from stage to screen, is about to get the drag treatment in their challenge, Holy Drag Camp. And they will be the stars. It's got something for everyone. Teenagers, sexy nuns, and Whitney Houston. Oh, my. Estrella says this is a dream come true to get to work with the hobbies. And Supreme reveals that their special guest judge will be the icon of drag and electro pop, Baja Prabida. Are you familiar with her work? 
I know the name. I know exactly like super familiar with mm -hmm. uh, who she, she is, what is her trajectory, but I know she's big on Spain. Like, yeah. I know also that when was the rumor of uh, Spain, the first season, a lot of people thought that she was uh, the host. Be the host. Interesting. Well, Sharon says that the God of Earth, after Cher, it is La Robida. And Setless wants to see if she looks that old in person. And we're going to find out later. Now, first off, do you know anything about the movie Holy Camp? I don't know. The only, uh, I know exactly familiar because, but in Spanish, the name was the drag call. So mm -hmm. I don't know what exactly they changed for like this like drag camp. And I was like, Okay, this is a little confusion in the translator, but... It was very, very confusing. Now, the hobbies are going to hand out scripts, and they say that the show has five characters, but for them, they have created nine, so they each get one. In the show, God came to Maria, but in Holy Drag Camp, Medicon will be visited by drag muses. Cool. We love muses because of Hercules, one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. So let's learn about some of these roles. Medicon is a young queen with dreams of being Brujo Drag, the drag camp the story is set in. Uh, they teach her to be a traditional queen, but she wants to break the rules of drag. Susanal, which apparently is a play on words in French that means suck ass, apparently. Mm -hmm. um, she is in your face flirtatious queen who is immature and lacks manners. She discovers she is a lesbian and that she's in love with another queen. Milagritos is a funny but clumsy Andalusian queen who is very innocent and talented. Sister Bernard is the sergeant who oversees the camp and is a traditional queen. Mother Superior is 80 years old and she is a painting that comes to life. And then the muses have their own personality and sing Whitney Houston. What drugs are they on? It was a lot. It was a lot. Now, what role would you have picked? I think I would like to be Marie Kong. Yeah, very good role. Um, are you a singer? Can you sing that part? I can sing song. It's a, it's a right. work on. I, I can do it. Right. All right, let's cast it. Diamante relates to Susanel, so she wants that role. Setless wants to say that she wants it too, but Diamante is like, I was in the bottom last week. This week I'm going to do something impactful where I can shine. And Setless like, I'm immature in lack manners too, but fine, I can play a different role better than Diamante. Javier Calvo will tell us that he wants uniqueness to do a death drop from a height, so that should go to Setless. There it is, settled. The hobbies know who they're casting. This is all for TV. They already had their ideas. This, this, this yeah. was all for the drama. Marina is very much intellectual and in her head about this decision. She has decided that it's time to take a risk and she will play Maricon. She carries the show and she's just a little nervous about it. Onyx wants to play someone out of her comfort zone, so she's going to play Mother Superior. Jurigi will be talent, so she can sing Whitney Houston. Venedita is assigned nerve. Sharon is Sister Bernadette. Uh, the role of Minigratos is given to Estrella, but Hoth is like that bratty shout. I was like, no, I want to play her. So the Javis are going to tell Estrella to read the part of the script. And she gets to cast with the Javis. And then it's not like a casting couch, so she doesn't get to have sex with them. But she reads the lines, and she's hilarious. It's over. Estrella gets the part. Hoth is stuck with a muse. And Sharon calls Estrella a superstar, and... I think this is officially when I'm going to confirm her as front runner status to win the season. Like I, you, you, I love that part when Honda was like, "I want to do that," and then like, "Okay, we're doing the cast now. It's your part." And she was like, "No, I think I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to do this." And She's then, very ready. Like, yeah, and then the when Marina was like first, like, "Oh, I don't know what to do," and they like, "You should do this," yeah. and like. Okay, so you already know every person. <laughs> like, exactly. Don't add like, oh, I think you fit on this. Like, we already start see like who can be top three, who can be top four. So we know who maybe you want to give the 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 paper that then the role that then going to be like, mm, you suck. Maybe you need to go home. Exactly. Well, they're gonna hit the main stage to do musical rehearsal with Carlos Marco and. I don't know who he is, but I would like to get to know him better. 
He was stunning. <laughs> He's apparently part of a pop group named Aroin. I don't know. I followed him on Instagram now. He's so sexy. Oh, I oh. want him. I I mean, I was like, what are you? <laughs> um, yeah. So Carlos Marco, big crush on him. Um, I have to say, not sure if you noticed, but those stools that they were sitting on, they were really fun and vibrant. So many colors. The show is not afraid to burn your eyes. I, I was I was a little confused. And we and we know like they were singing live or they was like doing lip sync. They were lip syncing their own voice, except okay. for the acting parts, which we'll get to. Okay. Um, okay. but yeah, they were recording this part. Um, we're going to begin with the muses and well, it started off very interestingly. Venedita is up. And if you're familiar with how Whitney Houston sings, I will always love you. This was very, not that this was very (laughs) breathy. I was like, Oh, girl can't sing. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it was not good. No, only one of them was good. And like right. we get to Jirigi and she sings like she has the voice of an angel. But like also I don't get why they made them sing in English when like neither do I. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, okay, yeah, but like you could do a translation of the song and made mm-hmm. them sing it in Spanish, but no like this English that like they don't even know exactly what they're doing. Right. Now, are are there like big hits that are like American big hits that you would have learned in English? Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, I know like some English songs that are like statements, you know? Yeah. And like, I know them as a, like, I can lick sing them, but maybe mm-hmm. they're going to say the specific words and the pronunciation is going to be clear. That's yeah. another level that I think right. they try to be so risky here. Yeah. Well, Jirigi, she had a lovely voice. Um, and even when she has her little moment because she was, uh, you know, sucking dicks in hell, she sounded great. She sounded really good. Hota goes and, um, well, she cannot sing, but she is very committed to her confidence. But it was a lot. It was it was not what I wanted to watch. She, she was interesting. And finally, the direct set bus goes, and she's just goofy and flirty, and she knew this part would lend itself to her persona. Now, we have Sharon, and bitch, she's a legend. She is very, very talented. Yes. I, I'm, I, I'm a big fan. I feel she's, like, everything, like, every point. I think she's basically, like, well, Carmen didn't sing in her season. Mm-hmm. You know, what's good thinking, like uh, a singer, but like, I feel she has like everything to like, okay, this is the next yeah. track superstar. Absolutely. She's very well-rounded. Yeah. Atreya loves the movie Holy Camp. She's obsessed. Uh, she may not have re- be a recording artist, but vocally she can sell a character. I was impressed with her. And then Onyx has to rap in Spanish. And that was hard. Can you rap in Spanish? Uh, I don't know if I can even rock in English or in Spanish. So, <laughs> yeah, that's maybe something. <laughs> and, and she's gonna have like, to, do, and she's gonna have to do it as an eighty-year-old painting. Um, I'm excited to see what that was gonna be. Yeah, and also you know what? It's difficult when you have those kind of roles that they like one minute basically, and if mm-hmm. you fuck it up, you fuck it up. Exactly. There's no way to like save yourself. Correct. Well, one of the more surprising moments from the recording was hearing Marina, who is very delicate vocally. Uh, she was a very clear and soft tone. She was a bit nervous, but the hobby seemed excited by her performance. I. <laughs> yeah, you're mad on her. I don't know. I, I, I you, you know, those kind of like you don't have feelings like mm-hmm. I don't like. I like I just OK, I, I don't. I don't get her yet. Yeah. And then Diamante, who is a party horse, she's got it. She's in her element. Uh, she's a one take wonder. She gets it. We're going to now move to the choreography and directorial acting portion of our um, play. 
Um, we get Javi and the Javis and Carmelo. Now, if you've ever watched a parody of like a choreographer who was like super gay and over the top, this is what this man was. Like, no joke, I didn't think he was gonna be a real life human. He was very, very caricature. Yeah, and, and uh, like, do you really see like a lot of choreography here? No, not really. We will we'll, we'll we'll see it later on, but we're gonna start. With the girls in bed, and the Amante is excited, but also feels holy shit. They have to do this in front of the hobbies. Now we're gonna watch Javier Calvo just get up on stage and do a line reading, and I'm like, that's not how you do things in America. You you can't as a director, you have to let the actor do their job. You don't tell them how to do it. Maybe that's the reason why some people was hating them in the veneno because maybe they was like, this is the way I want it. <laughs> Exactly. And then you have Javier Ambrosi from his director chair getting the action, literally informs every step and move that they should be taking. Now, the Amante says she's doing fine. And even though Marina usually lives in her own world, they're working well together. <whistles> Meanwhile, Marina has a note for the Amante. Be more flirtatious. And it's like, oh, 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 okay. Now we have the two nuns join us. And well, Sharon and Estrella were perfect for those parts. They were superstars in this rehearsal. Estrella says it's important to work with and be directed by the Javis. She has a lot of respect for them, especially Javier Calvo, since he played Fer in Physica or Chemica. She used to imagine when she was 13 and watch the show in bed of being the person she could be. Have you ever watched that show? Yes. Are you a fan of it? I don't remember him, but I watched the show. And I and also I watched the show like later on. I didn't, mm -hmm. uh, because I, it's not wrong, the show is... 2008 so that mean i was like young still to watch those kind of right. shows so i watched like later on and yeah it was a really like interesting show it's basically like you can imagine a little uh elite with okay. all the people getting killed <laughs> well <laughs> apparently javier Calvo's character does get killed yeah but, but not so many people get killed that's like, fair that's fair yeah. <laughs> um now, next we have Onyx, and the direction for her is to be seen and heard. And Onyx will tell us that she studied in a convent school, and her favorite nun was a witch that was always shouting and grabbing them, and that's what she wants to do with this part. And I was like, okay, that's a lot to unpack here. Why, why is she grabbing you? What, would, what was she doing? Was she actually a witch? <laughs> like, okay, that's, we need more information. Yeah. Now, she says that being a painting is real hard because you just have to be still. And we'll see what that reveals later. And finally, let's check in with the muses. Carmelo will step in to do choreo with them. Jurigi is a slow learner, but she believes between the two days, she'll be fine. The choreography, it's pretty simple. But Hota believes the other muses are clueless. Hota says Jurigi is lost in the choreography. Venedita is a plank. And Setlas is trying to do the lead. But they all want to be leads. That's it. That's all we're going to see because we got to get ready to get in drag. We're going to have another day coordinated entrances. And by coordinated, I mean Hota is doing her own thing. Benedita and Sharon are talking about being flirty. And Estrella and friends look like they're dinosaurs. I don't know what drugs they give them, but um, at least they're having fun. <laughs> maybe it's a tea, maybe something. Yeah. It's standing here. Now, Sharon wants to know who was able to sleep and who stayed up to rehearse, and Diamante says it's been the most complicated challenge they've ever had. Estrella says they're really stressed because it's holy camp and it is indeed elimination day, and their nerves are shot. They really are so excited to have worked with the hobbies and think they are so much more handsome in person than they are on TV, and I say prove it. Come to DragCon. Let me see you. <laughs> <laughs> they, we need the hobbies on track, though. Yeah. Please. Now, Diamante says she would offer herself to the Javis to be a human spit roast, and I bet there are a lot of bottoms out there who would agree. Come on, everyone. As the queens get ready, Jurigi spots some photos of Diamante. They are pictures of her and her family. They are photos from when she was in the Dominican Republic, and the family, we learn, moved to Spain for their kids. They came when she was 11, and sometimes they would get up and not know if they would eat that day because there was nothing in the house. She says it was tough and hard for her, but she came to Spain with a dream of a better life and to fit in. It was a gut punch for her because she didn't get to fit in as a gay kid, and then she went from just the gay kid to the gay black kid. Jurigi says that she must have learned a lot from it, and what matters is who she is now and living her truth. 
this was an interesting story that we got to hear. Was really emotional and more because uh, in one way, like I get it. It's like, like example, I come from a country uh, two days, like so diversity and blah, 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 that you, okay, you just the gay kid. And then when you're going to somewhere else, okay, now you the gay and the immigrant or you the gay and the black or the gay and the and the col- and the person of color. So it's like, oh, I thought my life was should be different and it's just a little harder in one part of that. But also at the end of the day, the way you like, I'm sure that the way she's now and their family is now is so much better than maybe was before in DR. And I think yeah. she said it. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting to hear the story. I wish we got to learn a little bit more. Yeah, like I, I feel we get a part, but we didn't get like a full complete story about like, yeah. is she get bullied? Is she get like racism on, on, on Spain? Or like what kind of stuff happened? Yeah, I feel like they just ha- need to have so much time for the musical that we can have time for anything else. Hey, well, I mean, was only... <laughs> die story so that means yeah. that they was like okay we edit the music is an hour how we put in this <laughs> here <laughs> exactly all right let's head to the main stage where supreme is wearing by far the most daring piece of drag we have ever seen her in we're gonna dissect it first the jacket is made of pink and blue teddy bears the dress is white with blue and pink harnesses the hair is not only black rooted it has pink I'm kind of living for this. Rue would never. I love the jacket. I was like, I want the jacket. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to wear it. Yes. And I could see you wearing that entire look. Yeah. I mean, like, I love her supreme looks this season so far. Yeah. Because, like, last year we get a lot of the same wig color, but different styles. Now she's like, I know you talk about my wig, so I'm going to use maybe the same style, but some different colors. So like, I I I feel like she's listened to my podcast, so I'm <laughs> I'm feeling happy about that. But yeah, you're you're completely right. We because everyone would comment on the wig being gray. I'm like, but you're so young. Yeah, no, but her makeup looks so much better. Her hairstyle looks so more so much fresh. Uh, and I live in for, and I live in for Anna Lockett too, because I feel she's the straight woman that go to a drag show and just spend the money and scream, yes, queen, exactly. yes. Um, as you said, we have Anna Lockett, we have the Javis and La Habibida, who looks super fun and not old at all. Drag set no. last, that was mean. She also looked like a sister of supreme that looks exactly she was like is the same makeup artist maybe (laughs) (laughs) yes they definitely are from the same generation of drag yes all right holy drag camp we have had our fair share of musicals on drag race before we dive in divulge into this this was like nothing i had seen before i was a theater critic and saw all types of theater and this fit the bill of those awkward art pieces that i just didn't get and didn't know how to review this was something else. I don't know. Also, it fit exactly musical. No, you, it did. It, it, this was not what the typical what musical is because we. Yeah, this was a play. This was a full-on play. They're doing theater. Yeah, like that was a play with three songs. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So we're, let, let's go through it. The show begins with the music singing, I will always love you. And Venedita is the one to begin. And yeah, she's she's not great. Jerizi <laughs> picks it up from there and it's beautiful. I really don't know what the hell the judges wanted from her, but we'll get to her critique later on. Jerizi is performing in her own world. Um, great. Um, and then you have Hota, who is actually in her own world. She's in a different musical. I don't know what she was doing. Maybe it was in a musical. Yeah. And then Setless was very funny and very random. Not sure what the character was supposed to be, but those ad-libs at least were comical. Did this sequence go on for too long? Absolutely. They sang like almost the entire song. I mean, it was like, okay, we get the first ad, then we're going next, and then next, and you're like, okay, when, when this is going? And I love the part 
oh no, I think that going later on when she's like, I don't know what to do. And when one of the muse say like, if we know you the music or end, and basically everyone at home like, yes, tell me. <laughs> yeah. Now we're used to song to song to song in these musicals, but not this one. No, no. We are getting scene work, no music, no understanding. This is acting. We are getting acting on this stage. They are thespians. Why? Maybe they want to be different. Like, this was not campy acting. This was, like, serious. Yeah. It was weird. Like, emotional. It was jarring. Yeah. Leave the character. Give me what suppose the character is feeling right now. And yeah. I was like, okay. I was feeling when I went to see uh, Harry Potter. Well, I went to see Harry Potter and I didn't know that it was a musical. <laughs> and then I was like waiting for the people singing and me like, what's going on? And then I realized it was a play. I was feeling the same way. Yeah, there it is. So um, I think Diamante was a great sidekick. I did enjoy her performance. Marina and the mustache, I didn't get it, but we're going to learn a little more about that later on. And then... I love that every time we got a shot of the painting, we had this like ethereal music going on. Ah, very funny. I love gimmicks like that. <laughs> and then we're going to have a scene in the club for like a hot second. I don't know what they were supposed to do, but then they're back in bed. I'm like, how did we get from here to here to here? And now that sisters are here, is it morning? I'm not really sure. How? What's the passage of time? Maybe it was like they was in the club. They spent so many hours in the club. We didn't see it. And they get home. Uh, that's the only. Yes, that's it. <laughs> All I know is that this episode built up the final two being Sharon and Estrella. Mark my words. One of the two of them is going to win this season. For who? For you, who is? I think it's Estrella. I think Estrella is going to absolutely win the show. The whole thing, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see it. I think she's great. Well, I guess um we're gonna get to see their comedy comedic chops and get to see some shades of their other characters. But I guess the conflict of this play is Marina and Diamante's characters are new school drag queens. Sharon and Estrella are old school, so they're judging them for you know, like Instagram and the performances that they perform the venue that they performed at. Then we're gonna get some digs at Supreme. In La Probida, which I'm not sure were funny until if unless you were from Spain and knew the venues they were referring to. Like, what is black and white? Is that a place in, in Madrid or Barcelona? And assume, yeah, because they was all leaving for the yeah, they were laughing. And we all like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I gotta say, Estrella, very funny. Doing the blowjob and the coke demo. Whoa, that was really hilarious. And then Sharon playing the straight man in the sketch. It was really well done. They had really good chemistry together. Yes, I feel uh, this is this is the moment they yeah. those two. Yes. Um, their duet. Oh my God, what timing. This was camp. This, this was comedy. I love that song. They were so freaking funny. And then we get to Onyx's solo. Very well done. I really like this song, and honestly, I needed more of it. I wanted more of that song. Screw the rest of the show. Just give me that. Yo, give me that part of the show. If we have this in iTunes, just this segment. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Make it longer. I want it. Now, Marina is going to get her solo. Okay, I'm sorry. The girls are going to get grounded, and I don't know why. I don't. Uh, but they don't get to see trade, which honestly, that is a terrible punishment, not getting to see trade. Hmm. You're, yeah. you're 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 not single, so you that you you don't get to see trade anyway. No. <laughs> well, Marina is going to get her solo moment. And it's very sweet. It's a star turn for sure. Probably the best we've seen her all season. Um, I would listen to an album of her music. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, maybe one of the best voices um, in all of Drag Race. Way they do. You think it's better than Judy, Judigi? It's a different kind of voice. I feel like okay. if we've seen Judigi do like opera, 
I'll listen to Dridi do opera. Give me, let her sing more of Carmen. I was living for that. Um, but Marina is more of like a, a, a drag pop star, I think. Like, so, oh, okay, now get yeah. what you think. Yeah. Um, all right. So the muses, very interesting. I wish we had a little more cohesiveness in their costumes, but hey, they were playing the parts in English as charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, which <laughs> begs the question: Are they the same characters from Moulin Rouge? What if that's the crossover? Oh. Maybe they're all connected. Because I thought I was having a fever dream watching this as well. Me. That absinthe fairy, Willow Pill, maybe that's what they were all on. It's a multi-universe. It's a multi-universe! Ah! It's, oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. Oh, wow. <laughs> now they're connecting all the seasons together. <laughs> I, would, I mean, it is because we have uh, UK versus the world where they're all coming together. Marvel, See? watch out, watch out. <laughs> all right, we learned that at Bruja Drag, you have to be yourself. And then the muses um, are on her side because we love hallucinations. Diamante and Estrella are going to have a scene together, which leads to their love affair that came out of nowhere. But Estrella is totally dominating the scene. Um, I love that we get little digs to, you know, not being wanting to go home first like Marissa and Australia being in a girl group way back when with Carmen Ferrala. Uh, we did have a dig at, um, you know, Inti and Dovima not performing. And yeah, we don't have still bitter about that. Um, but I really like seeing the sweeter side of Australia because like, yeah, this was an acting challenge, but she got to play a part. She gave us a really warm character. She's a very versatile performer. I mean, and also at the end of the day, like this really was a musical. This was a play. So she gave yeah. off the character. Exactly. Now in this scene, not only do we find out that Susanal is a lesbian, but Medicone doesn't want to be a normal drag queen. Oh, no, no. She wants to be a drag queen wearing a mustache. So she basically a clown because that costume reveal was a clown costume. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, the mustache, get it. Maybe like you want to be a be our queen but why the clown costume yeah i didn't get it um then we get to the defy the old queen song where marina had the vocals the amante had the dance but they worked well in unison and again onyx scene sealer with the rap and of course the show has to end with a whitney houston song and it is step by step i kind of wish like all the music may have been whitney houston but um i think that would have been a very expensive bill to have an all um whitney houston musical here um, but yeah, watching the hobbies watch their own musical was very cute. Um, Ambrosi had tears in his eyes and then they kissed and I was like, I want love like that. Oh, they, they were so excited. They were I mean, so happy. maybe like for us as a like, because maybe we don't get the reference, maybe see it on TV is different. Maybe like be there was another, mm -hmm. uh, feeling. And for that reason, they was so like excited about so I, I think that was the, the real reason of, like, maybe yeah. we didn't feel so connected with. I think watching the musical multiple times, you'll pick up on things and see that maybe it's not as terrible, but it's just very jarring compared to what we've seen before. Um, really, this felt like full-fledged theater. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's interesting, maybe with yeah. some edited... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just imagining if they try to do this in the U.S. Like, could you imagine Georgia's trying to do this? Oh, no, no, oh, no, no, no. We, it would no, be no, no. disaster. Like, Rue just standing up, leave, and <laughs> like, no, I'm done. We yeah. cancel the season. <laughs> We're doing three uh, episodes, leaking for your life. Uh, yep. Yeah. All right. Let's do the runway. Category is two in one. And in honor of the runway, we are going to play two for one or oh for two uh, because there were a lot of strikeouts here. There were some terrible looks on this runway. Let's start off with Jorigi the Klee. Let uh, no me designers. first. Sorry. With what you get in for two for one? Because what I like get it is an outfit that from four in something else by connecting it's not exactly a reveal right it's two looks in one look it's two looks in one look yeah 
And we'll, we'll, we'll divulge into the ones that did it properly. So Jiriji, she starts off in a black hood that then reveals into the Venetian girl with a period dress. Now I know the challenges two for one, two looks and one not reveal. This first look was meh and the second look was beautiful. So it's hard to say, did this fulfill the challenge? Um, the hair was in period, though I didn't love those two strands coming down. And her makeup was really interesting. I didn't get why she had a line down her eye. I'm sure there was a reference that she was pulling, but overall it was fine. It was just my favorite of hers. I I think it was really like, you know, I, I feel it was those moments that like you don't know who to pick for a bottom and you just maybe, oh, I didn't like the shoes. And I feel just for that reason, you yeah. should be on the bottom. Like, I feel she gave the two and one. For more there was a cover and blah, 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 but like, open and was a full dress she didn't reveal nothing she didn't say nothing was everything in one piece yeah now cobble says that they were hoping she would be the voice within the muses but she got a bit lost ambrosi believes that she has a lot more to give and this could have been the challenge to show off anna says she was looking perfect and she has looked that with a perfect corset with the Venetian thing in the bustle. It's all perfect and beautiful, but she says she has a beautiful lyrical voice, but she's missing the strength to drive her to super special. She tells her she needs conviction. Jodiji is gonna break down and says that there is a part of her that is keeping her from pushing forward because she doesn't think she's good enough, which may be hard to believe. Barbara Prohibida says they come from gay bars, clubs, fairs, and festivals. She should be very proud of what she did as they can see she's transforming. I will give this a two for one. Um, it's not the best, but it, it it wasn't like a boot. It wasn't terrible. So it was very, yeah. very safe. Yeah, I, I think that was a, a safe look. And much like is going into the category. Yeah. The audience, 54% two for one, 46% 0 for two. Next up is Onyx. Look by Matthias Zanotti. We go from egg to alien. And I feel like we've seen this story before. The aluminum foil egg was not a look. It was a reveal and it was ugly. But when she did reveal into the alien, you can't deny her artistry. Her makeup was exceptional. Um, her hair was thirsty. I wish it was different, but come on, six titties. I mean, I love that she was like, I'm not going for an egg. And they all the judges like, it's an egg. <laughs> yeah. She's like, it's a cocoon. No, no, it's a fucking no, egg. It's a, it's an egg. Calvo says she was really good in the show as Mother Superior. In terms of the look, he wasn't very surprised by what she did as it's something she has done before. He also says he doesn't think it's two looks. Supreme says she looked, she took a supporting role and made it come to life. With the runway, she says the concept is very clear and unidentifiable, but it is a competition. It looked fine. And that's why I'll give it a two for one, but I need her to do better. she got to push herself. Yes. I mean... Could it be different? Uh, maybe another. Yeah, but like that's that's not two for one look. Yeah, but like, you cannot remove that piece and like do it in different way. No, you have to wear it all together. Exactly. Um, are you going two for one or zero for two? Zero for two. The audience they kind of liked it. Seventy-one percent two for one. Twenty-nine percent zero for two. Next up. Venedita Von Dash, look and hair by Antonio Velasco. This is what Sugar Cane thought she was serving. This was troll realness. This first look was very playful and colorful. The second look is a troll, jewel, button, and all. It's more on the basic side and safer side, but I appreciate the reference and the effort, especially how the reveal worked. Very well done. That's a two for one. Yeah. It's a reveal and also a two for one because it's two different dresses. They connect together. Perfect. That's everything what I need. It's yep. not take, take the jacket off and I has a dress in the bottom. No, that's 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 no. Exactly. I'll give it a two for one. Two for one. The audience didn't like it as much. They were 53% two for one, 47% over two. I guess they want a more pizzazz. Yes. I mean, and maybe also if you don't know, like exact because a lot of people get confused with two for one. They think it's yeah. revealed. All right, Hota, Karahota, no designers listed. Um, sometimes it's moments like this that you realize that someone is just not ready for the show. I think Hota was too young for the show. Once again, she has a costume flub on stage. And once again, the first look is not a look, it is a reveal. 
when she does get the jacket down you can barely see the detailing and then the blue look i feel like we've seen before the red hair was not what was meant for the second look it made her look so much older than she is um and yeah i didn't like it i don't not at all the fabric looked cheap uh yeah. the fabric don't like give any structure to the body uh also they you make- know what it reminded me of it reminded me of crystal methods um promo look with all the pearls and the blue um dress she wore but from party city correct absolutely correct <laughs> yeah like, it was bad like i want to be crystal Method halloween and that's what you exactly that's what she gave fantasy. you yes Anna says she liked the idea of the look coming out of a shell, but she opened it too soon and they didn't see the other outer part as the reveal took too long. Bajo Probida says a reveal needs to be more dynamic and can't take too long. Ambrosi asked how she felt about the musical. She says she thinks she did well because she nailed the choreography and the movements. And he says that the character may have been clear, but there were hiccups in the dialogue. He says she lacked confidence. Yeah, this look was terrible. Oh, for two. Not, there's nothing redeemable. Oh, for two. The audience, not a fan. 24% two for one, 76% 0 for two. All right, Sharon. Look by Gustavo Adolfo Tari, hair by Richard War, gloves by Antonio Velasco. Her first look was very feathery, very ethereal. It was a cool drag coat. When she tossed it off, we had those silver wings and the cape, very majestic. Was it the cleanest executed look? No, it had elements of arts and crafts to it, but seeing this on Sharon shows that she does have range on the runway. The nude illusion was um, on the leotard. It was spot on. I didn't even know that wasn't her bare chest at first. Well played. Yes. They is exactly the category. No. They is an amazing costume. Yes. Absolutely. Ambrosi says he's been directing Holy Camp for almost nine years, and she surprised him. He says the way she tackled the character in the song made them iconic. It's a performance he won't forget. Anna wants to highlight the details in her performance and her outfit. She says they are thought out down to the smallest detail, and she perfectly sold it. It's a two-for-one for me. It's a two-for-one. The audience loved it. 95% two-for-one, 5% oh-for-two. That was good. Next up, Drag Setlas. Look by Adrian Castellano Perez. Hair by Tamito Fernandez. This was high concept, mediocre execution. So she's going to begin as a baby. It's fine. There's a lot of detail to it, but you can tell there's a reveal underneath. Then she transforms to her first communion. It's very youthful, but there's more. The wedding dress was beautiful. I love how the headdress became the flowers. But did you think she was done? Oh, no, no, no. She says, here's my wedding night. I'm a hooker, bitch. I like the idea. The execution of the garments was not clean as it could have been, but that's the trouble of a multiple reveal look. Yeah. That was like, I have more. Like, I was waiting for another life. And now I have a baby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that would have been a killer if, if she was Did able to like, have a baby. Oh my God, that would be hilarious. Like, and um, after nine months, this is the baby. Exactly. Circle of life. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know what? Like, I like the idea, and for that, I'll give it a two for one, but it was not the best look on the runway at all, by far. No. Um, yeah, and also, like, when she takes the, like, the hair, uh, piece, get the flat, no, what's exactly a bouquet, was just, you take the flowers, and you just, like, wrap it around your hair. And then the hair was not sitting properly, it was, got very staticky. Yeah, like your hair gets messed up. So like mm-hmm. I was like, oh yes. And you're like, no, no. But like was safe. Yeah. All right. I'll give it a two for one. Yeah, two for one. Audience, very in the middle. 56% two for one, oh for two, 44%. Next up, Diamante Mary Brown. Look by Pollo Crujente, hair by Vanilla Vanilla. I know that this now is a reference to a Kinder Egg. Thank you, Amanda Massacre, for the explanation. Cute idea, but I cannot forgive how ugly every single element of this look was. Starting with the egg, it literally said surprise, and you could see the seams. Next, we see her as a chocolate egg, and it was actually the best she's looked all season. And then she freaking ruins it and becomes a toy car. It's just not cute. Though I love teal. I mean, nothing looked cute at all there. 
the bodysuit, the cup of the bodysuit don't look cute. Don't like, you don't see the proportions. Those kind of shoes are like, no, no. Good concept, bad clothes. Yeah, I mean, like, I get, I, I get the idea and sound really fun. The way she, you know, also what I need from Diamante. I know this is like a stereotype, blah, blah, blah. I need to see like a little more soft moment yeah. from her. Absolutely. Like, I want to see an, another sky. Absolutely. You're right. Oh, for two for me. Yeah, oh, for two. Audience hated it. 23% two for one, 77% oh, for two. Next up, Marina. Look by Javier Navas Catalan. Hair by Ruben Marmol. She comes out in a very simple blue sequin dress and red hair. And I'm like, okay, how do we get something out of this one? And then we, with a rip of the dress and a flick of the hair, we get a red dress, punk mullet. Execution of the reveal was flawless. I know the blonde mullet had some fit issues and wasn't perfectly on her head, but it's punk, so she gets a pass. I really like this. And this is a, the definition of two and one. I love that moment. And also, like, I love the hair. The, like, I couldn't wear it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I see myself like in a crazy moment, like, oh, I want to look different today. So I will you, wear it. You should, you should DM her and ask her for the look. <laughs> for the full look. And like, yeah. Yeah. It was a really, really well done reveal. Um, and what's really fan. clean, like, yeah. boom. Oh, she definitely practiced it 50 times before getting on the show. Yes. Calva says she passed the challenge with flying colors. She was the star of the musical. He says it was the same for the runway as the reveal was effortless. Anna says she saw a reveal that was totally seductive and revealed into a more suggestive femme fatale with a neo-punk wig, but elements of 1950s Hollywood. And La Prohibida says she was fascinated by how she walks. There's a balance and she never lost her expression. This was my favorite of the night, two for one. Two for one. The audience loved it too. 92% two for one, 8% 0 for two. And finally, Estrella Extravaganza, look by Daniel Bosato, hair by Angelina. We're going to go full camp here. And when camp, you get no fashion. I get it. The reference was Marilyn Monroe. We begin with the pink diamonds, our girl's best friend look. And from there, you knew the iconic white dress was coming. And then she's going to change into a bathing suit with a bathing cap, which was really the surprise here. That being said, they were very, very basic. But this is what Estrella does on the runway. Perhaps with maybe a little more time and money, she can increase the quality of her looks. I, I mean, yes, the, the reference are there. They said two for one. No, it's just reveal, reveal, reveal. Yeah. So Supreme, yeah. Supreme liked her runway because she thought she was going to reveal into something trashier, and she's glad she didn't. And Kavo wants to ask her what the experience was like for her. She starts to get emotional and says when he did his show, he was a role model for her because she saw a character who was openly gay and she said, why not me? When she came out of the closet, she was watching the show. Her mom came in and asked her and she says because of him, she had the strength to tell her that night that she likes men. Kava will tell her that there are now people watching her that are saying the same thing. We love that full circle moment. Ambrose says that she was spectacular. I love her, but this look I do not love. It is no for two for me. No, it's 0 for 2. The audience, 31%, 2 for 1. 0 for 2, 69%. Supreme calls Hota, Onyx, Saron, Marina, Estrella, and Jurigi forward as they are the tops and the bottoms, leaving Setlas, Venedita, and Diamante as safe. Do you agree? I think... Yes. I mean, also, what's like... I think what's really difficult to really select a bottom like yeah i i for me i don't i would have made onyx safe i don't know why she was in the bottom yeah i mean like you know what i think like i think she got in a point that the people that they don't understand her drag i think you're right i really do because think you're right it's like okay yes maybe this was the first like the best execution of two for one in the outfit but what's an amazing outfit. And same happened with the alien outfit in episode two. Like, mm -hmm. you put that outfit in the bottom. Like, so right. I think they don't Maybe get they it. don't like aliens. And yes. 
and and she's going to still do it and she's going to still she sure is yeah. Well, we're going to head over backstage to Untuck Jr. where the safe girls are feeling calm. Venedita even came ready to lip sync. She pulls a silky and shows off that the reveal she had was pasties. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, she's got something under there. I was like, oh fuck. It was just yeah, it was like, wait, but she's revealed already the dress. And then it exactly. was like, ah, oh, oh. Now the girls return and Hota knows that she will be lip syncing. She shares that they told her her look wasn't good and it didn't work and that she lost the challenge and left too much space between her lines. She's very upset and doesn't want to go home. I mean, who does want to go home? Onyx shares that they told her she was a scene stealer, but they dragged her look. She doesn't think her look deserves to be in the bottom by a long shot. She's angry and ashamed. And I understand. I really think they're nitpicking here. And I think you said it exactly right. They just don't understand her drag. Yeah, I feel we're getting in that point. They're like, yeah, you different, but we we don't get it. We don't see it as a like a representation that drag race Spain. Andrea says she's really happy, even though she doesn't like look like it. She gave her speech and it made everyone cry. Marina is feeling good and feeling like she's back on top. And Jody starts to cry. She's happy to be there, but she's part of her believing that she doesn't deserve to. Her mind is playing tricks on her, but she is told that when they get got there, Diamante didn't think it would be like this and congratulates everyone on what they're doing. She deserves to be there just like the queens who have already left. It is time to reveal the decisions. The winner of the week is Estrella. Marina, Sharon, and Onyx are safe, leaving Jorigi and Kota as the bottom two. Do you agree with all those statistics there? Yes. Uh, the winner, I think... It should have been Sharon. Sharon. Yeah, um, I, I think like, it was the sob story that got them. Yeah, it was this story that, oh my God, yeah, I saw you on TV and I came out because I saw you. Uh, okay, exactly. cute. But... Now the yeah. song is going to be by our special guest, La Jorobita, and it is Baloncesto. I swear to God, next week, if anyone de-drags in the middle of the lip sync, I am calling their parents. This has got to stop. Everyone is been talent on everywhere. Also, MB Peru tweak. Like, I don't get it. Why all of you girls taking the clothes and the wig off? And everyone is being like, drag it should not be like a question or blah, blah. It's a performance. You don't exactly. go into the stage to the drag. <laughs> like, you don't spend three hours or two hours on makeup and wig and outfit to do drag on the stage. Exactly. Now, this song is a fun song. It is a really cool song. I was here for it. Um, but Jorigi made it a very sexual experience, and Hota is just ripping all of her pieces off. You <laughs> could tell that Rahovida was not thrilled by her performance. Um, there was a lot of fluorography, and it made Jorigi look like she was wearing a diaper instead of the, her bloomers. Um, and I think what Hota saw was Samantha take her drag off twice and thought that was the key to success, but she just botched her flower reveal. Did you notice that she had roses in her freaking hair? I was like, oh, when I saw this before, so, looks so familiar, but like the effects don't even work. Was like it didn't even work. You know what remind me the the the, uh, the butterflies? Oh my god, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. you still. You saw that rose, like, it, it had no effect. But then Jorigi ends up scalping herself. She's literally bald on stage by the end of the song. My prediction here is that Jorigi is going to have a very difficult time if she has to lip sync again because she's not great at it. Hotej was just terrible. And she was in the bottom again. So it was time for her to go. Yeah, um, I mean, Jorigi, like, she saw a little sexy, blah, blah, blah. Was something more that I could enjoy the see like Hota like try to take everything of her way. Like she yeah. was trying to rip the necklace, and I think the necklace was so hard that she mm-hmm. stopped. But you see yeah. her like trying to do like uh and no, it just didn't work. Well, in the end, Hota rightly goes home, and Jorigi says to slay another day. I got some burning questions for you to wrap this podcast up. Are you ready? Yes. What is Hota's legacy? Next. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Hota, I think, yes, she is one of the youngest queens to ever be on the show. I think she needed more time. Um, I don't know if there will be another time we'll see her in like a 
an all-star season. I don't know. No. Um, I'm okay not seeing her ever again. <laughs> I mean, I get it as a like representation. Yes, cool. As a like what you really bring to the show. No, I don't I don't think we're going to know about her in so many times, you know, like I agree. So then I'm going to be one day at home and be like, oh, what is this track queen doing? No. Right. Yeah. All right. It seems like things are gonna get wild as it is time for a snatch game. Who are you worried about aside from Supreme's 80s wig next week? <laughs> I'm worried about Yurigi. Mm-hmm. Depend of the character that maybe or the person or the person that she selects. I feel strong is going to be Sharon. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to be maybe like really good. And Estrella, maybe. I like, agree. I really think those two are like heading to the end, but that's the last question. First off, who would you do for a Spanish snatch game? I, for a Spanish, oh, I so think not I, so like not US where you have to speak English. So you can do Spanish. So who you who do you want to Yeah, do? like the I can speak Spanish and everything. Mm, I could do La Veneno. Mm-hmm. Also Just don't do it like Isis Couture. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then oh wow. Uh I think Gloria Trevi. Love that. I'm here. Otalia. Otalia, yes. All right. After four episodes, the winner of the season is Sharon. I'm here for it. I really think it's going to be between Sharon and Estrella. I love Estrella, and I think having Carmen and then Estrella is exciting because they're so different. And then to be like, oh my God, you have to put them together to do like gigs because they're the both winners. I want to see that show. Um, no matter what this season is so much fun i know this episode was weird but i think (laughs) we're going to get back on track next week i think next week episode is going to be really good i agree now where can we find you on social media venmo and any projects you want to plug uh on every saturday a playhouse for hey gorge uh 5 30 p.m and then you can just follow me at Chiki Gorgina. that's c-h-i-c-k-y Gorgina, like gorgeous vagina I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. Of course. I'm so excited. And let's see what's next on Drag Race España. The biggest thanks to Cheeky for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.